Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, the 7th of December. India recorded close to 33,000 fresh coronavirus cases, taking the country's total tally to 96.7 lakh or 9.6 million. With 391 new deaths, the virus has caused 1.4 lakh fatalities in our country so far. A day after Pfizer asked for emergency use authorization for its vaccine candidate in India, the Serum Institute of India became the first indigenous company to seek the same for its Oxford COVID-19 vaccine candidate, Covishield. Meanwhile, a plea was filed in the Supreme Court on Saturday seeking a direction to the centre to ensure a refund of exorbitant amounts charged by private labs and hospitals for conducting RT-PCR tests to detect the virus. Since the nationwide COVID-19 lockdown began in March, more than 93 crore rupees have been collected as penalty from more than 21 lakh people across the state of Gujarat for not wearing masks in public places and spitting in public. According to a statement by the Gujarat Director General of Police's office, a special drive was conducted in the past one week across the state to check violation of COVID guidelines on social distancing, wearing masks and curfew timings. Punjab Chief Minister Amrinder Singh on Sunday urged Prime Minister Narendra Modi to give priority to his state while allocating coronavirus vaccine owing to the high death rate and the level of comorbidities in the state. Singh also sought clarity on whether the centre will entirely fund the vaccination process. With 15 opposition parties across India extending solidarity to the agitating farmers, the support for the Bharat Band on 8th of December has widened. Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal, along with other party members, met farmers to extend his support and review the site facilities at the Singhu border. Samajwadi Party Chief Akhilesh Yadav was detained during a protest against the farm laws in Uttar Pradesh's Lucknow. Earlier, the UP police had deployed its personnel outside his residence and the party's office in Lucknow ahead of Yadav's visit to a march. He was scheduled to participate in the Kisan Padyatra or Farmers' March to express solidarity with those protesting against the centre's new agriculture laws. The next round of talks between the centre and the farmers is scheduled for the 9th of December. A top government official was reported telling the Indian Express that there is no question of repealing the three laws against which the farmers are protesting, but all the other options are open. The BJP, meanwhile, has launched an attack on the opposition parties for speaking against the new farm reforms. It highlighted the opposition's earlier support to many of the provisions in the new laws and accused them of shameful double standards. Senior BJP leader and Union Minister Ravi Shankar Prasad alleged that a section of farmers has fallen in the grip of a few people with vested interests. Meanwhile, in London, thousands hit the streets against the new farm laws. Many were also arrested for violating COVID-19 protocols. The demonstration mainly consisted of British Sikhs, but unsurprisingly, an Indian High Commission spokesperson blamed separatist groups for the protests. The MSP regime has always operated as an executive programme rather than under a legal mandate. So why are farmers asking for it to be written into a law now? This question is a source of confusion, even tension, in the discourse around the farmers' protest, more so because the new laws do not mention MSP, let alone explicitly remove it. It is a simple question with a complicated answer. To understand it better, do read our reporter Nidhi's piece titled A Matter of Trust – Why Farmers Want MSP Written Into Law. Dear listeners, our reporters Nidhi and Basant have been consistently bringing you ground reports from the farmers' protests. To check out all their ground reports and video interviews, do head to our website newslaundry.com. 
And if you think they are doing a good job, please do consider subscribing to News Laundry. News Laundry is a 100% ad-free news platform because we believe when the advertiser pays, the advertiser is served. But when the public pays, the public is served. So hit that subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. A monthly subscription costs as low as 300 rupees only. According to a report by the Indian Express, more than 100 public sector undertakings have contributed 155 crore rupees from employee salaries to the PM Cares Fund. The newspaper published the report citing records accessed under the Right to Information Act. The 155 crore rupees was in addition to the 2,400 crore rupees that the firms have contributed to the funds earmarked for corporate social responsibility. Oil and Natural Gas Corporation or ONGC made the highest contribution of over 29 crore rupees while BSNL contributed more than 11 crore rupees. The government has repeatedly refused to give details of the contributions made to the PM Cares Fund, saying that it was not a public authority under the Right to Information Act. The need for a separate fund, transparency and the voluntary yet mandatory nature of the funds has led to many questions on the PM Cares Fund. Let me play you an audio of Meghnath talking about the donations given by government and non-government organizations to the PM Cares Fund. In April, it was reported that this whole donation business is causing a lot of heartburn within government employees. In some ministries like the railways, senior officers of the rank of principal financial advisors were directed to monitor who all are contributing. One official said that employees were even getting messages on WhatsApp in their respective ministries group, reminding them to contribute to the fund. To listen to the complete episode, head to our website newslaundry.com and check the entire explainer titled Explained PM Cares Fund. Why is it so controversial? At least one person has died and more than 300 are hospitalized after a mystery illness spread through Eluru in Andhra Pradesh's West Kodavri district. The 45-year-old man, identified as Sri Dwe from Vidyanagar area, died due to the disease on Sunday evening. Doctors said he died of other symptoms as he had recovered from his epilepsy symptoms. The police have asked for a post-mortem of the deceased. The illness, which remains undiagnosed as of now, could be due to water contamination or even viral encephalitis. However, there is no official confirmation yet. Meanwhile, Chief Minister Vyas Jagan Mohan Reddy is scheduled to visit hospitals and hold a meeting with district officials today. The number of patients was 55 on Saturday midnight and rose to about 170 by Sunday morning. It climbed to 270 by Sunday evening and 315 by Sunday midnight. Reports have also mentioned that more than 50 people are getting treated for the illness at private hospitals. A Muslim man and his brother were arrested in Muradabad district of Uttar Pradesh after he and a Hindu woman tried to get their marriage registered. The arrest was made by the police on the basis of Uttar Pradesh's new anti-religious conversion law that specifically targets the so-called perpetrators of Love Jihad, a conspiracy theory propagated by right-wing extremists. The controversial law comes from the assumption that Hindu women are incapable of taking their own decision in case of relationships and thus are under the danger of coercive conversion. A widely circulated video of the incident on social media showed the Bajrang Dal activists with saffron scarves tied around their necks, questioning the woman in the presence of police. In the video, the men can be heard saying, and I quote, show us the permission you have from the district magistrate to convert your religion. Have you read the new law or not? Ye tum jaise logon ke liye banana pada hai. Or, the law has had to be made for people like you. 
After confronting the couple, the Bajrang Dal members handed them over to the police. Kant Station House Officer Ajay Gautam told the PTI that the two Muslim men were arrested on Friday on the basis of a complaint made by the woman's mother, who claimed that her daughter was lured into the marriage and conversion. The police officer said, and I quote, We have arrested both men and will investigate the case thoroughly. Unquote. It is not clear if the woman or the man had changed their religion. The woman, however, refuted her mother's claim and said that her relationship was completely consensual. She told reporters, and I quote, I am an adult, I am 22 years old, I got married of my own free will on the 24th of July. This is the fifth month that we have been married. Unquote. And now for some international updates. COVID-19 has infected over 67 million people around the world, out of which over 1.5 million have died. The World Health Organization is holding discussions today about the feasibility of trials in which healthy young volunteers are deliberately infected with COVID-19 to fast-track the vaccine development. This comes amid questions over whether they should go ahead given the promising data from the front-runner vaccine candidates. Some scientists have reservations about exposing volunteers to a virus for which there is no cure, although there are treatments that can help patients. However, proponents have argued that the risks of COVID-19 to the young and healthy are minimal and the benefits to society are high. Meanwhile, Britain is set to administer the first doses of the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine on Tuesday. The National Health Services has given top priority to vaccinating people above the age of 80, frontline healthcare workers and care home staff and residents. The Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine needs to be kept under minus 70 degrees Celsius and only lasts for five days in a regular fridge. For that reason, it will first be administered in 50 hospitals. About 800,000 doses of the vaccine are expected to be available within the first week. Rudy Giuliani, Donald Trump's attorney, has been admitted to a hospital following an announcement by Trump on Twitter that Giuliani had tested positive for COVID-19. Meanwhile, President-elect Joe Biden has picked California Attorney General Javier Becerra to be his health secretary. Becerra, a defender of the Affordable Care Act, will now oversee the Biden administration's COVID-19 response. If confirmed by the Senate, Becerra will be the first Latino to head the Department of Health and Human Services in the U.S. South Korean President Moon Jae-in on Monday ordered testing for the coronavirus to be expanded by mobilizing the military and more people from the public service as the country continued to report triple-digit daily new cases. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.